Unity Water is proud to sponsor this podcast series because we believe great news, great solutions and great outcomes deserve to be shared. See what we're all about at unitywater.com. You're listening to the Australian Water Association's podcast series. This is Hazel Flynn and with me now is Michael Smith, Technical and Sustainability Manager for Kingspan Environmental, here to talk about water pricing. Hello, Michael. Good morning, Hazel. Now, you studied the effect of water pricing in terms of comparing fixed prices to variable charges. In general, what system are water utilities using for household water charges at the moment? So, uh, the general approach across Australia is a a two-tiered system where part of the charge is a variable charge that varies with how much water you use and part of the charge is fixed charges generally associated with um, your water service and your sewerage service. So the interesting thing about that is from the customer's point of view they pay one figure um, and that includes all of the variable charges and all of the fixed charges and from the customer's point of view that can look like quite an arbitrary arrangement whether something is a water charge or a sewage charge doesn't make a lot of difference to them. They get the one bill and the only item of that bill that they really have any control over is the amount of water that they use. Which is why we've picked this as, a, as an indicator because um, if you then take the total bill and divide it by the amount of kilolitres of water that they've used you have an indicator which represents the whole bill. So the current focus in Australia is very much around what is the variable charge. So here it's $3.60 and we all tend to think about $3.60 as the charge. Um, But that's not what people are paying. Mm, Interesting. And water utilities base this two-tier system on a fairly complex argument. It's not an argument that you think necessarily has a lot of validity, is it? So how does the argument work and why do you not think it stacks up? I think the argument is, is valid. So the argument suggests that Um, And this goes back to a gentleman called Coase back in 1947 who said that where a a company or a a unit, an organisation, needs to recover its charges, um, that can be quite difficult because the marginal cost varies with how much of the product you sell, but you can have a whole lot of fixed charges as well. So what Coase suggested was that it was appropriate to have a, a marginal charge, which Um, related to what it costs to produce and then to make sure that for a utility total costs equal total revenue you put a balancing item in and the balancing item is what we call the fixed charge so that's the approach that that we've taken. Um, The the important thing about that is looking at what those marginal costs are and where I think um, we as an industry could do better is to realise that water infrastructure operates for 20, 30, 50, 100 years and that is the time frame that we should be calculating our marginal costs over and this is recognised so we call those long run marginal costs and the cost of a desal plant or a water treatment plant or the, the repairs and maintenance of the entire system over that 50 year period should be included in the long run marginal cost. And if we did that, then our variable charges would be much higher and our fixed charges would be uh, much less or or possibly zero, depending on how they they want to run it. And I think think economic theory says that that would be a much more efficient way of allocating the resources because people would be able to make choices on how they use water based on a correct price signal. At the moment, the price signal is, is less than what 
we believe the long-run marginal cost is. Mm. Well, when you um, studied the costs paid by households, you particularly looked at the southeast Queensland area. What did you find? So we did a very simple exercise, which was to say for the average water user, which is 149 kilolitres a year, what are they paying in variable charges? What are they paying in fixed charges for their water connection and for their sewerage connection? So that is all the services that they receive from the utility and they, they pay a bill. We took that number and we divided it by the average use, which is 149 kilolitres. And we found that if you do that, um, you, uh, you, you'll find that the household is paying a bit over $8 a kilolitre. And um, that's, that's a very interesting idea for water professionals because from a water professional point of view, uh, water services and sewer services are completely different beasts. Um, they're just they're produced in different places, they're run by different engineers, the two don't mix. So in our minds, they're very different. But from the customer's point of view, they're paying the one bill. And without being too obvious about it, how much water you use is the major determinant of how much sewage you produce. So um, it's actually very important to look at the two together, particularly from a water efficiency point of view, which is where the paper was coming from in the first instance. So it's interesting, isn't it, turning it around and thinking about it from that consumer bill point of view, rather than the uh, starting point which most utilities would be at, which is where their operations are. Yeah, and to give credit to the utilities, a lot of utilities are very much becoming more customer focused, so that's not a new idea. In your study, in fact, um, in relative terms, the less water households used, the more they paid, didn't they? Not in overall terms, but the rate that they paid, so the per kilolitre rate. Um, so uh, it's very easy for a water-efficient house to be paying 10 or $12 a kilolitre. And for a, uh, conversely, a house that uses a great deal of water um, could be paying, uh, gets down to uh, about 5 dollars a kilolitre. So um, it, there is, it, it, it strikes me as a, a little bit um, unintuitive that there is an incentive in the pricing scheme because of the fixed charges to use more water. And that can be a very inefficient thing from an economic point of view because if people are paying less than the charge or if there's a financial incentive to, to use more then we will consume more than we need which means we will need to build bigger pipes, bigger treatment plants, another desal plant earlier. So that, that water efficiency comes at a massive cost. Um, and in southeast Queensland, that's a big issue. SEQ water has very high debt levels. So that's, that's a very real issue for us right now. And if we encourage more water consumption, that problem is going to get worse because encouraging more consumption now with an increasing population will lead to much increased water demands in the future and a requirement for a great deal of additional infrastructure. So do you have a sense of how direct a correlation there is between the pricing and consumer behaviour? Do you see you know, a, a, a genuine decrease in water use or an increase in water use related to cost? The general consensus is that water is an inelastic uh, commodity that people will use um, the, the, the volume of water that people use doesn't vary a great deal with the price. Um, I haven't investigated that aspect um, of, of this. I intuitively feel that if people were paying eight or nine dollars a kilolitre, that would be quite a strong price signal and would encourage a whole lot of water efficiency initiatives and alternative water sources um, 
Yeah. Mm. So what changes do you think should be brought in to make the whole system more efficient, the pricing more efficient? I think there's a very interesting opportunity to, um, in, in the paper we've recommended that in fact um, the whole bill should become a, a variable charge um, based on the kilos because if you take a long run um, uh, approach to water bills then they, all those fixed charges become variable charges. And where I think the opportunity for us as an industry in that is, that I think would be um, an opportunity for innovation at a whole range of levels. So I think there'd be a whole industry that would, um, would, would be revived around water efficiency in the home and in the business and in doing water efficiency audits. But I think at the utility level that if there was an understanding that, that a water service was costing you know, up to $10 a kilolitre or, or up to $20 a kilolitre depending on how, how efficient people are being, then I think that that would change uh, our approach to how we manage leaks, um, how we deliver the water, what quality water we deliver. So at the moment we deliver top class drinking quality water for everything. Um, so that's flushing the toilet and that's water in the garden and all those sorts of things. And there's been discussion about having fit for purpose water, so using rainwater harvesting which is quite a clean source of water for a number of uses around the house. Um, using recycled water is obviously an opportunity. I think there'd be a lot more of that and we'd see a lot of growth in that industry. Um, and I think it would be more interesting for water engineers to work in, in that scenario. So it seems that one of the underlying uh, lessons of your work is don't take anything for granted just because something is the way it's been done doesn't necessarily mean it's the way we should be doing things going forward. Yes, and I think that, that could be quite exciting for us. Um, and it's a relatively simple change to, um, to, to look at shifting from fixed costs to more variable. And it's also something that the AWA has taken a position on. So the AWA did a submission to the Productivity Commission uh, inquiry into water reform and said that fixed charges um, lead to uh, inefficient economic outcomes, uh, greater water consumption that we need and less innovation in the industry. Oh, well, excellent. Well, thank you so much for coming in and sharing your findings with us, Michael. Thank you, Hazel. And that's been Michael Smith, Technical and Sustainability Manager for Kingspan Environmental. Thanks for listening.